All right, we're going to be in two places tonight. We're going to be in Acts 1 and Romans 1, and uh, I appreciate the music. Uh, that was Lily's mom and dad and Lily's grandparents, and uh, that's what I refer to, how I refer to them now, so, uh, but I appreciate uh, the music, and uh, we're going to be, uh, as I mentioned just a few moments ago, uh, I'm going to teach several weeks, and we'll just see how long this goes on the winning of souls, and uh, I, I thank God for the opportunities that uh, he gives us as a church. Uh, I enjoyed having uh, the missionary here Sunday night, Brother Shoemaker. And uh, if my memory serves me correctly, he mentioned that the Lord's been able to uh, use them to see 17 different churches started uh, in Africa. And that's a wonderful thing. And I think we should support missions. And I'm glad we do support missions. Uh, But that does not relieve us of our obligation uh, here where we live to be involved in winning of souls. And uh, so I'm going to teach uh, several weeks on this and uh, not just uh, eventually I'll get to how to win a soul. I think it'll be a good refresher for us and, and maybe somebody who's never done that before you will uh, can learn. Uh, you hear the term soul winning and, and win somebody to Christ and uh, go through how the Bible says that that takes place. And uh, But different aspects of it, some philosophy of why we do what we do, some uh, instruction of why we do what we do. And so um, it's going to, so far, I mean, I'm going to break it down in the several weeks, uh, but uh, I've, I've kind of titled the whole thing the, the Winning of Souls. And so we'll look at uh, several weeks, and I may do it for a couple of weeks and then go to something else and come back around to it. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll figure it out, and uh, we'll look forward to what the Lord uh, has for us. And as I preach Sunday night, the right place at the right time, and how uh, God has put us here in, in this place in history, all of us together, and He's given us a great opportunity. And uh, I believe he's going to give us even greater opportunities that even we can comprehend. And it all centers around the winning of souls. It all centers around uh, the gospel. And so I want us to be reminded of that. And so I'll teach on this for uh, a few weeks to get us ready uh, to move and all the uh, different things that we'll be involved in there. Romans uh, chapter number 1 and verse number 16 and then we'll look at Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, Romans 1, 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Uh, the power of God unto salvation is the gospel. Uh, Acts chapter, hold your place there, um, and uh, we'll get back to the, the Romans 1 in just a moment, but Acts chapter 1. In verse number 8, it's a verse that we're familiar with. But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and under the uttermost part of the earth. Uh, We know this is Christ's command, his mandate to the church, uh, right before he ascended into heaven. What is the church supposed to do? Is it to be a country club? No, it is not. Is it to be a, a, a social uh, network? No, it is not. Uh, I'm glad uh, that we can be social, but the purpose of the church is found in verse number eight, to go into the world and be a witness. A witness of what? The gospel. 
the death, the burial, the resurrection. That's the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, to be a witness of that. So we're going to use these two verses tonight, and uh, we'll get started with a few introductory comments. And then uh, I brought several things uh, with me tonight, but we'll see how far uh, we get this evening. Uh, Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, we thank you again for the opportunity to be in church. Uh, We thank you for uh, the fellowship. We, We enjoy the fellowship. We thank you for the music. Uh, the music is always a blessing. And Father, we come now to the teaching of the Word of God. Uh, may it be uh, helpful to us. May we, uh, may we realize that uh, you can use all of us to have a part in somebody being kept out of hell. You can use all of us to have a part in uh, somebody trusting Christ as their Savior. May uh, we listen eagerly, intently, and uh, may we be prepared as a church to continue to get the gospel to a lost and dying world. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. In Romans chapter 1, verse 16, and we're going to hop back and forth between Romans 1 and X 1 very quickly, uh, where, where Paul writes, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, the gospel of Christ. It be, and then for we see, for it is the power of God unto salvation, the gospel, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Christ. Uh, what, 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 what's, what's the, what is so wonderful about the gospel? It's a rhetorical question, and we could talk and talk and talk about what's so wonderful about the gospel, but the scripture just tells us in this passage, for it is the power of God unto salvation. The power of man didn't save you. The power of man is, it didn't save me. And as a church in our own salvation, uh, we're not going to reach a lost and dying world with our power. We can't say no man can save himself. No man's ever saved himself. No church uh, can save anyone. It's the power of God unto uh, for to every unto salvation. Power of God unto salvation. Salvation to everyone that believeth. Believeth what in the church? No. Uh, just believes that Jesus is the Son of God? No. Just believes he was virgin born? No. Now you must believe that. But you must believe the gospel is the power that brings salvation. There are a lot of people in this world that believes that Jesus was the Son of God. Uh, there are a lot of people who even believe he was crucified. There are a lot of people who even they celebrate Easter every year. They believe that, that he rose again. But they don't put all of it together for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the death, the burial, and the resurrection. It's the significance of all of these things because Jesus is the Son of God. He is the perfect, spotless Lamb of God. And because He went to the cross, He was our substitution. He was our sacrifice to pay our sin debt. But it's not enough that he was just the Son of God. It's not enough, and these are facts, uh, that he went to the cross in our place, a sinless man. It's not even enough that he said, it is finished. And the scripture tells us he gave up the ghost. His life was not taken from him. He gave his life for you and I. And he drew that last breath and was buried in that tomb. But three days later, he came forth victorious, conquering death. Because sin, you are going to die. Because of sin, I'm going to die. Because of sin, every man dies. But because Jesus died, 
not in sin, but for our sins, and conquered death and hell and came forth victorious. That's how we can rejoice in the fact as a child of God, as, as someone who is saved tonight, I don't have to fear death because Jesus conquered it. I don't have to fear the end because Jesus conquered it. It is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the gospel. It's the power of the gospel. Uh, and that's what, that's, what, that's what you believed in if you're saved tonight. Uh, that, that's what you, what, what you heard, and you were convicted of your lost condition and trusted Christ as your Savior. Uh, but that's what this world needs. We're reminded of Christ's finished work on Calvary. It is not enough for somebody to uh, believe what I just said and add something else to it. Uh, well, I believe that. I believe Christ was the Son of God. I believe He lived a sinless life. I believe He went to the cross and paid our sin debt. I believe He gave up the ghost. I believe uh, He paid sin debt for every man. I believe three days later He came forth victorious. I believe He came, as the Scripture said, holding the keys of death and hell. But I just believe there's got to be something else to it. No, that's not salvation. It is just the gospel. Yes, you, can't add, you can't add baptism to it. You can't add church membership to it. You can't add good works to it. It is the gospel uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. Okay, in, 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 well, this isn't even my notes. This is pretty good. Uh, we could talk and talk and talk about this. How shall they hear without a preacher? It's the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ that men need. And so we're reminded in the winning of souls, we must have the gospel. Uh, the winning of souls is about the gospel. Uh, we have a great church. I believe it's the greatest church on this planet. Uh, I made this statement to our staff uh, on Monday. I met with a lot of the staff on Monday, and I even made a statement. I said, I wouldn't trade our church for, for any other church. And I said, as a matter of fact, I wouldn't trade our church for any two churches. Uh, I believe we have the greatest church in the world. This church can't save anybody. Not one soul can this church save. It's the power. That's why the gospel must be preached. We tie this with Acts chapter number 1 and verse 8. It's a verse uh, we refer to often, but he, ye shall be witness, ye, ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. As I've already mentioned, and we know, uh, this is what Christ commissioned the church to do. Uh, and then he ascended into heaven and, he, and uh, said, when are we supposed to stop doing it? Well, uh, when, when, when the world has been reached or he comes back for us. Until then, uh, that is what we, we're not having this mindset. Well, it's just too hard today, so we're not going to try. No, he hasn't come back yet. So he hasn't told us anything different. Well, you got to win people. No, he hasn't come back yet and told us anything different. And I'm just not going to take somebody else's word that, he, that the church has a different mandate. We are to be witnesses. I want you to say that word, witnesses. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll say, uh, we'll use the terminology, we're going to go uh, soul winning. We're going to give the gospel. We want to witness to someone. As a Christian, uh, you ought to be looking for those that you can witness to. Um, Christ, the head of the church left this mandate for the church. 
How many of you are part of the church tonight? So guess what? He didn't give the mandate to a building. He gave the mandate to the church. Every person should be involved in being a witness. Witnessing to someone. Now, I'll probably take a Wednesday and just, and just uh, focus on that word, the witness. But with the gospel, what are we witnessing? Um, oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out here and we'll get these outlines. Uh, when we go out, we have our, our scheduled time to go out Saturday uh, we, we get relocated. There's going to be some other uh, times available that's for those that can't go out on Saturday um, to, to go out. We go out. Uh, we want to invite people to the Emmanuel Baptist Church. We want to follow up on someone who's visited the Emmanuel Baptist Church. And as God gives us the opportunity to win someone to Christ, uh, we want to share the gospel. That's what we're looking for prospects. We're looking for people to come to church. But you know what all of us should be doing all through the week? Witnessing. Now, you can invite somebody to church on Monday, too. That's okay. Uh, we ought to be a witness. Now, I want you to brag on your church. You brag on your church to your coworkers. You brag on your church to your neighbors. You brag on your church to everybody you come in contact with. I, I mean, I, the Emanuel Baptist Church is a great church. I mean, we have great fellowship. We have great music. And dare I, no, I'm not even going to say it. Uh, brag. I want you to brag on your church. You got to brag on your pastor. Oh, he, he, I don't know what to say. Get out a pen. Write this down. Uh, uh, you know, you ought to, because you know what, there's so many people in this world that know what it's like to have a pastor. They don't know, they, they, have, they, have, they have people today that's like, you're assigned to this, and you're assigned to this, and you're assigned to this, and, 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 the, and it's just a job to them. The pastor's a shepherd. Um, but more than bragging on our church, more than bragging on the ministries of our church, uh, you ought to be, we want to talk to people about Jesus. We want them to know of the gospel. Because that's the power of God unto salvation. Be a witness of your church. Be a witness of what God's doing. You know, everybody goes to church, right? We're in the South. Everybody goes to church. Everybody does. Even if they don't, you ask them, they will tell you, because they're referring three Easter's ago where they went. Uh, everybody go, goes to church. Um, you know, and so, and so everybody... That some, to some degree, will be a witness of their church. Uh, but you ought to brag on what God's doing in your church. There's some people, they, you mean there's, there's churches? There's some people like, oh, there's churches like that? But there's some people like, there's really still, there's still a church like that? There's still, so, so, but more than that, be a witness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Be a witness of the gospel. Uh, here, here's a couple of statements about winning a soul, and I'll give you, I'll give you the thoughts I have for tonight. To win an immortal soul from sin and wrath to hope and holiness is an honorable but a difficult work. Uh, think that God would use you and I. We've got to be reminded everybody's soul is going to live forever. This body's not, but the soul is going to live forever. We have a living soul that's going to spend eternity somewhere. And the fact that there's power available to you and I to share with someone else. 
And that moment of salvation, that immortal soul is taken from sin and wrath to hope and holiness. You think about your sin. You think about my sin. You think about the sin of a lost person. Uh, how sin offends God. And one day, God's wrath is going to pour out on sin. That is what each one of us before salvation had coming to us. But yet, we have a blessed hope tonight, don't we? We have a blessed hope, and that's the eternal life through the Lord Jesus Christ. What is the difference? The gospel, the power of God unto salvation. Do you realize that God can send angels to, to share the gospel? But He would allow us to share the gospel to someone else that has an immortal soul, a soul that's going to live forever, spend eternity in heaven or hell, and in that instant. Do you realize, you know, all of us have a struggle with sin. Yeah, you too. All of, all of us have a struggle with sin. And looking around, some of you have a, well, anyway, uh, we all have a struggle with sin. You know, we ought to do our best to live a holy life. That's why you got to be in the Word of God. That's why I don't want to teach Psalm 1 again. That's why you got to make sure you're in the right places and, you know, and separated from the right people because we ought to do our best to live a holy life. But no, no matter how hard we try, how disciplined we are, we are flesh. We still have a sin nature. But you realize one day when we're in eternity with our Lord, we will be holy as He is holy. There will, sometimes we look at our kids, parents say, I wish they'd stop sinning. You know, they're just like mom and dad, though. But you realize there's coming a day when you will never commit another sin? We all have different struggles with our flesh. There's coming a day when our bodies will be like His, and we will be holy as He is holy. Why did it do that? The gospel. We say, well, Pastor, why do you remind us of that? Well, it's good to be reminded of that, but what we need to be reminded of is when we pass people, we interact with people in this world who are far from holy. Sometimes we look and say, well, they know the power of the salvation, the power of the gospel can change them. Uh, those who try to win souls must realize that their lips nor their life must let it seem that their goal is to make man better, but to win the lost. In this day we live in, uh, I'll say that again, those who try to win souls must realize that their lips nor their life must let it seem that their goal is to make man better, but to win the lost. Uh, when someone comes to the Emmanuel Baptist Church and they don't know Christ as their personal Savior, as I have failed as a preacher if I make them feel better about their lost condition. Um, because I had to feel convicted of my lost, convic of my lost condition, and so did you, in order uh, to have salvation. Uh, it's not our goal. And sometimes like, well, this is going to offend them when I... Well, it, it, the gospel, the power of God unto salvation, it's not our goal for a man to feel better about themselves. Uh, uh, you know, how cruel, how cruel for somebody to be lost and on their way to hell 
And for somebody who wants to call themselves a preacher or somebody who wants to put a religious title to say just live your best life now or just find your purpose or you're doing okay, just, just put some... How cruel to have somebody put their hope in something other than Christ. Now, I said all of that, and I'm not sure what that has to do with my outline tonight, uh, but I want us to be reminded the gospel is the death, the burial, and resurrection. That's the power of God and the salvation. You may encounter someone who say, I don't, know how, I don't know how to win somebody to Christ. Tell them about the gospel. The death, the burial, and resurrection. T -t -tell, them, tell them the best you can what happened to you when you trusted Christ as your Savior. I knew I was a sinner. I knew I was going to hell for my sin. I knew that Jesus would pay the price for me. I knew that I just had to believe on him. Uh, let, let, me, let me get more specific in the motivation for the winning of souls. We've talked a little bit by way of introduction tonight, reminding us what the gospel is, and we, we have a responsibility to witness to the loss. But we should have a motivation for the winning of souls. So, Pastor, I just don't get motivated by it. Maybe I can help you tonight. And this is going to be very, very simple. And, uh, and uh, we'll get out on time, even though we're running a little bit. Well, uh, let me take, we'll get out of close on time, uh, considering we got started late tonight. And motivation for, for the winning of souls. First of all, consider the wonder of heaven. Consider the wonder of heaven. Uh, this, this world is a place that will beat you up. Uh, how, how, you know, we're saved, we're, we're saved tonight. We're, we're, we're children of God. But yet what I, what I know as a pastor, one of the biggest struggles Christians have, the devil uses against them is guilt. And by the way, it's not God that's reminding you of your past. It's not him. It's guilt that Satan uses. And we have the assurance of our salvation. Could you imagine somebody without hope? Uh, uh, knowing that, well, what, is the, what hope do I ever have? But think of the wonder, consider the wonder of heaven. Uh, I rejoice that my future is in heaven, don't you? I don't know if you ever do this, but sometimes I'm like, well, I'm never going to have to deal with this when I get to heaven. Uh, oh, uh, come, Lord, quickly come. I mean, it's just uh, usually when I look at my schedule and I see certain people I have appointments with, that's usually what I pray. Oh, come, Lord, quickly, you know. Uh, it, but we, we think of the, the, the wonder of heaven. Are all your loved ones saved? So I just don't want to I just don't want to disrupt the next family gathering. Think of the wonder of heaven. Don't you want to share eternity with others? It's a place, and, and this isn't a Bible study on heaven tonight, but it's a place uh, of wonder and splendor that you and I cannot comprehend. It's a place I've already mentioned that we'll have glorified bodies. There'll be no sickness. There'll be no death. There'll be no heartache. Uh, there'll be no sin. Uh, we're told that there are uh, streets of gold. We have a mansion that Christ is preparing for us. And the greatest thing of all is there'll be a grand, there'll be a grand reunion day one day. But the greatest thing of all is our Lord's going to be there. Amen. I don't know if you've ever done this, uh, but when reading the Bible, I mean something beyond that, but you know, I hope you're reading the Bible and you read of, of, of going through the Gospels and you read of our Savior. I don't know if you've ever stopped and said, I wonder what it would have been like to hear Him teach. I wonder what it would have been like to catch his eye. Think about that. 
for somebody to be in the crowd and for the Son of God to, and then to catch, an, to, catch some, to catch his eye. I don't know if you've ever thought about that. I wonder what that would be like. But you know, when we get to heaven, we'll be in his presence forever. Well, the, the wonder of heaven. Motivation number two for winning souls, consider the horrors of hell. If we're to take one end of the spectrum of how wonderful heaven is going to be, and the best our mind can comprehend, the magnificence, the splendor, the glory, all the way on the other end of the spectrum is the place called hell, and all the horrors of hell. In, in Luke 15, we're reminded of the rich man, how he goes there, and in, in the other passages as well, of how horrible hell is going to be, but the day is going to come all who don't know Christ as their Savior are going to be cast into hell for all of eternity. And just like we can think and ponder what the Scripture says, and I'm trying to imagine what it's going to be like to live in a city where there are streets of gold, where there are mansions for all believers to live in, uh, with the walls of Jasper, where there, there is no sin, there is no sickness, there is no time, and the Son of God Himself is the light of that city. How wonderful is that going to be? Just as we cannot fully comprehend the splendor and the wonder of heaven if you go all the way to the other end of the spectrum, we can try the best we can to imagine the horrors of hell, the, 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 the punishment, the anguish of burning for all of eternity, paying for sins, the knowledge that, you're gonna, that, that those in hell are going to have. I don't know all that it's going to be like, but can you imagine somebody who sat on a church pew and rejected Christ? I wonder if they're going to hear that message played in their mind for all of eternity. How horrible that place is going to be. Friend, that ought to motivate us. That will motivate us to be a witness Think the pe people we encounter, the people we work with, the people that we uh, pass by in our neighborhood, that if they don't have Christ, that is their eternity. We must be a witness. What is going to change that? You can't wish it away. You can't pray them out of that horrible place. Uh, you, can't, you can't have po uh, positive thinking and think them into heaven. No, it's only the power of God unto salvation. They have to have the gospel. That should motivate you and I to be a witness, to share the gospel with them. The motivation for the winning of souls, we, have, we ought to consider the wonder of heaven. We ought to consider the horrors of hell. Number three, we ought to consider the commands of Christ. We're reminded in Acts 1.8, our text, reminded in Matthew 28, that we ought to go ye. We all have a responsibility to be a witness of the gospel, to share the gospel. We know it's the power of God and the salvation. We ought to consider the commands of Christ. Well, I just don't feel motivated. Well, what does Christ command us to do? Be a witness. Say, well, I'm not called to preach. We're not talking about being called to preach. Well, I'm not a singer. We're not talking about being a singer. Well, I'm not this position or that position, but you're part of His church. 
The, 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 the motivation ought to be the commands of Christ. If there was no heaven, and there is, if there was no hell, and there certainly is, just because Christ commanded us, we ought to be willing to be a witness of Him. That will be our motivation is to consider the commands of Christ, what is near to the heart of our Savior. He died for all men. If Christ died for everyone, don't you, isn't it only fair that everyone knows that Christ died for him? I think you and I, I we're, we're, all, we're all guilty of this. We're all guilty of times in our life when we assume somebody else will tell them. We assume somebody else will get to them. A witness, consider the commands of Christ. Then number four. Consider the change in your own life. We talk about heaven and how wonderful that place is. Isn't that going to be a wonderful place? Well, it's going to be a little more exciting than, than you are about it right now. Uh, we ought to motivate us. I want, I want my loved ones to go there. I want, I want my friends to go there. We consider the horrible place called hell, and I don't want anybody to go there. Uh, if you've got a heart in you at all, the, the thought of somebody, die, even people we don't like, the thought of them dying and going there ought to trouble us. And I've, I've got to tell them. I've got to be a witness. I've got to look for the opportunities. How, how can we... Christ said, if you love me, keep my commandments. I, I love Christ. Well, we, I mean, well, we can talk about all of his commandments, but I think a commandment near to his heart is go ye. If he left his throne in heaven, put on flesh, lived in this world, was persecuted, crucified, suffered death and hell for all men, I would think, and I believe there is, and I know there to be some urgency behind his commands. Besides those considerations, I want you to consider what Christ has done in your own life. We can talk about heaven, that place we've never seen. And the day's coming, we're going to see it. We can talk about hell, that because of our salvation, we will never see. We can talk about the commands of Christ in anything that, that, that Christ even hints at, that He would want of us. We ought to be willing to do it because of what He's done for us. But friend, let's make it more personal. What, if you need a motivation... Be reminded of what Christ has done in your own life. Yes, He died for the whole world, but He died for me. He paid for the sins of all mankind, but He paid my sins. He conquered death and hell for all men, but better than that is He did it for me. I don't have to fear death because I have eternal life. I think we as Christians need to be reminded of that. We're here just for a short time. We're just sojourning uh, in this country. And I don't have, it's all, if Christ doesn't return, we're all facing it. But I don't have to fear it because I know who holds the keys. And because of my belief in the gospel, in the transformation that takes, took place from the gospel in my own life. Well, I know that I got eternal life. Think of what Christ has done for you. Has He changed your life? 
Well, he certainly has changed your eternity. And he's changed your life because he's made you a new creature. He's changed your life because you were quickened, meaning your spirit's made alive. He's changed your life because of what he's done for you. Do you realize that the same salvation that saves you from that horrible place called hell, the same salvation that we have that's got us a home in heaven reserved, it's the power of that salvation. Do you realize that there's nothing that can change that? There's nothing that can override that? I think sometimes we as Christians, we're, it's like we're, we're in, the, in the store and, you, and you're trying to get a discount from the employee there. You're trying to get to return something. It's like, well, we can't do this. Our policy. Let me talk to your manager. And your mind's like, they'll override that. Well, the manager comes. I can't override that. Who's your boss? Let me override that. When it comes to salvation, there's no overriding. It is settled. It is done. It is finished. It is through. We are saved. That same, don't miss this, that same salvation that we enjoy, that's given us eternal life, is the same salvation that we can have victory in every area of our life. Sometimes I want to remind Christians, well, I just can't get over this. You mean that salvation you have can, can, can keep you out of hell, but you can't get victory? That same salvation can't give you victory in this area of your life? Well, think about what Christ has done for you. Well, that will give us a little bit of motivation. Because we know what a difference it's... Could you imagine, Dad, if, if you'd never gotten saved... Can you imagine what it would be like? Some of you grew up in a home where it was, it was an unsaved home. Nobody was saved. Oh, you may say, I thank God my children didn't have to grow up like that. I thank God that my children. But could you imagine if, you, if your home didn't have, the, didn't have Christ? You say, Pastor, I, I don't want to think about that. It's bad enough when we do have it. Well, that's a whole other Bible study. But could you imagine... What it would be like if you didn't have him? Well, that'll motivate us. I know the change that it's made in me. I know the victory. Do you realize that you can talk, you can talk to God? We have, this is a whole, this is, I don't want to get, all, get way off on this, but do you realize that we have a privilege that the lost people don't have? Lost people are always demanding of God. I prayed to God. I said this, I said this, I said this. But the scripture teaches us that we have access to him through Christ. That's the way we have access to the Father. Think about what Christ has done in your own life. Hey, the winning of souls. I am so excited and so thankful for what God's done in our church and the future we have. And I'm excited to get relocated. I'm excited for the space we're going to have. I'm excited for the, the growth that we're going to experience. I'm excited. I'm excited about the buildings that I believe that we're going to build over there. But I'm going to help you with something. That's not why God's moving us there. He's moving us there to be a witness. He's moving us there 
so that people who've never heard can be saved. Many of you have been soul winning for years in, in this part of the county, and you'll, you'll encounter some people who don't know, certainly. You'll encounter some who've never really heard. But friend, we're about to have the opportunity to be a witness to a whole lot of people. But you know what? It's an opportunity that you have on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. I want you to think about that. Think about how can I be a witness at work. I, I, I don't mean you, you take a portable pulpit with you and set up in the break room. We'll talk about this another night, but how, how the testimony. I, I personally believe that God is going to have some, will, will allow things to come into every individual's life that have them pause and take consideration of their eternity. What does it mean? Wouldn't it be great when that happened with somebody at your workplace that they'd already been on a prayer list that you've been praying for? That your life backed up what you said you were as a Christian so that you could be a witness? That's what it's all about. The winning of souls. Let's, let's keep that as our, in our mindset and our priority. Think about what Christ has done for you. Well, I don't know how to be a soul winner. Tell somebody... Good night. If, you th if we think long enough about what Christ has done for us, it ought to just come out. Well, how are you doing? Let me tell you. Let me tell you what Christ has done for me. But can I say that we often are looking at all the problems that we face and not at the victory that we have in Jesus. You know, all, all of us, the day's going to come if Christ tarries. He's going to come. We're all going to take our last breath. Aren't you thankful that you're saved? And when that time comes, we can look with anticipation to our eternity and not dread. Boy, that ought to give you something to shout about. Uh, but let's think of being a witness, telling people what Christ has done for us. Father, thank you.